Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm too slow. I'm not. I'm, I'm not as fast as Peter. I'm not as fast as Sifu. But I'm, try it's still that fun. again. Try, try that again with all your speed. Come on. With all my speed? Yeah. Come on. Let's go. That's pretty good. Pretty <laughs> really good. I just pulled yeah. something. <laughs> there you go. There's the professional right there. <laughs> what is going on? We have Sifu in the house. Peter Fam. Actor, director, fight choreographer, producer. He's done it all. That's right. And it's so uh, so awesome to have you here hanging out with the Samurai guy and the Movie Dojo brother. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We, 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 had, to, we had to set it up and set the scene. You know what I mean? We got to hang out and talk movies and martial arts and have a great time. And we're going to get to that foggy mountain. We're going we're gonna to get to that in a second. Uh, but first off, we got some people showing up here. That's right. We got Jake Hall saying hello there. That's hello, right. Jake Hall. Yeah. We got Richard G saying yo, yo. Yo, right. what's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, it's awesome to have you here, brother. And uh, we're going to have some me. fun. What's up? Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Anytime. I mean, we had a blast last night. We had James Pax uh, Lightning from Big Trouble in Little China hanging out. Wow. Uh, with us yesterday that's right samurai guy's been busy i've been busy uh brian here saying what is going on he's giving the thumbs up that's right oh yeah yes sir so now that i have peter in the house that's right he is here peter what attracted you to martial arts what when did you start taking it my friend when did you get into it you got the bug yeah i um let me tell you a little bit about my uh, my background. You know, uh, my name is Peter Fam, and uh, I go by the nickname Sifu Fam on my YouTube channel. I uh, I was born and raised in Saigon, Vietnam, and I moved to the country, well, uh, Texas, in 1993. As a child, I was inspired by a bunch of martial arts movies. Uh, you know, same thing with you and a lot of fans out there. So I started studying uh, Taekwondo when I was a kid, and then uh, some Shaolin Kung Fu. And when I came over here, I got my first job in the state, and then I sparred with a guy, and uh, I lost. And I found out that he studied uh, JKD and uh, Wing Chun. And then I asked him who his teacher was, and he took me and introduced me to his Sifu. And that's how I fell in love with Wing Chun I ever seen, and that's uh, in 1999. And I've been practicing, teaching, and, and continuing to uh, enhance and improve my skill up until today. Nice, nice. So, how old were you then? Uh, 13, 13. 13. Wow, wow. Copy that, copy that. And you're still learning and growing and getting better, right? Yeah. You always keep learning, right? Yeah, currently I have a, a school in, in, in Dallas that uh, I have been teaching since 2000. And that's how I got into a movie industry and, and connection with other uh, local directors and filmmakers in Texas. Nice, nice. Copy that. Copy that. And did, did it something that attracted you, filmmaking? Or were you just kind of fell into it and then you grew to love it? Accidentally, I, I fell into it. You know, I went to Georgia Tech, you know, and my background is uh, software industrial engineering. It's nothing to do with the uh, movie industry. So I was teaching martial arts at nighttime for a while. And uh, my school was growing with a lot of students and popularity on the Internet at that time. And I remember uh, one time Chuck Norris got a casting call for one of his, you know, uh, TV commercial in Brazil. 
So they were looking for some Asian dudes that know how to fight. Yeah. So uh, I saw the casting call and uh, I thought the pay was pretty good. So yeah. then uh, I just wanted to give a, myself a try. And uh, that was in 2012, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, and recently. So I, I drove to Austin, Texas for the casting call. And I remember when I got there, it was a long line of people. Yeah. It was the most Asian people I've ever seen. <laughs> like hundreds of them waiting in line. They all look so intimidated, I remember. And I said to myself, oh, hell no. They're not going to pick me because I see there's so many guys out there. I was a little bit, you know. Yeah. But then I said, you know what? I already drove four hours to the casting location. Might as well give it a try. So I was waiting in line until I got my name, you know, to, uh, you know, hey, Peter Van, your turn. So I remember I came in and there were about four or five people sitting behind the desk. And they said, well, you got 30 seconds to show us what you got. I was like, what, what the Wow. So, put you on the spot. Yeah, I put me on the spot. And I was waiting outside. I looked through the glass window. I saw everyone, you know, doing some fancy movement, tornado kick, spinning hook kick, jumping in the air, look, look super crazy. I was like, there's no way I can do that. Yeah. So what I did was I mimicked Bruce Lee. <laughs> I nice. I showed some Jeet Kune Do and everything. And then the casting director said, uh, you know how to use nunchuck? I said, yeah. So he gained the nunchuck. And I kept on going. I said, okay, can you can you do that again? So I said, I, I, I said to myself, ooh, they like this. Yeah. So then I kept on doing it. And I said, okay. Uh, and they were like whispering to each other's ear. And then uh, I finished my audition. I went outside and then uh, went up the person that worked there and asked for my uh, detailed information and everything. So I gave them my name and everything that they asked for at that time. And then I drove home the same day, just for fun. That was the first time ever. And I made it halfway to Dallas and I got a call. I said, hey, we want you to come back the next day for a second audition. I was like, you could have told me that. I could have gotten to a hotel or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't tell him that. So the next day, I came back again and I got a role. Wow. Yeah. Nice, nice. What was the project again? What was it again? Uh, it was uh, a TV commercial for uh, uh, Chuck Norris in Brazil. And I played one of the gangsters. I remember that. Was nice. I walked on set and I stayed, yeah. for, I stayed there for like 14 hours. I was like a kid, you know, in a candy store. They got a food truck, police. Uh, you know, production design, a lot of people. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. And I waited all day until I uh, they called me and then I appeared on screen for a little bit and then I left. Nice. I paid for the role and also got a bonus check. And I was like, man, hey. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Now you're getting the bug now. You're getting the, right. you're getting the filmmaking yeah, bug. The I, industry. I love how uh, you had to imitate Bruce Lee to get into a Chuck Norris project. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Did you was... go up to Chuck and rip some of his hair off and blow it? Did you do that? I wish he would let me. At that time, Chuck is, is old, so I think he had a stunt double okay. you know, for, for the short. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, Chuck. Gotta love Chuck. Gotta love Bruce Lee. And James Pax yesterday was just – Bruce Lee was one of his motivations to take martial arts and get, and get into the movie industry. You know, we were talking yesterday. So, yeah. 
hey, whatever works and get your foot in the door. And I'm glad it worked out, my friend, because I'm still playing catch up. Everybody that's watching right now, check the links in the description box below. Follow Peter's YouTube channel, subscribe, because there's so much content there that I'm still playing catch up trying to watch all of the, the badassity that is there. There's all these awesome fight scenes that are blowing my mind, Peter. It was one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out to you. It wasn't just because of Foggy Mountain. It was because I saw some of your fight scenes first. And I was like, wow, this guy is phenomenal. And his team is, is so good. Uh, but, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's have some fun here. And let's show one of the clips right now. Uh, Locksmith. I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump into that, Peter. Let's go ahead and rock and roll. Prepare yourselves, everyone. Here we go.
Yeah. Yeah. Anything SPL inspired, I'm there. I'm there because I love it. I love it. You know, uh, that was done, uh, I would say, late 2013. Wow. And at that time, I had very minimal knowledge of uh, movie choreography. No. Industry. No way. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. After the Chuck Norris uh, gig, and I I studied, I studied, I watched a lot of movies. I, I break the scenes down, and I studied yeah. the frame and everything. Yeah. Picked up the camera. I learned how to shoot my own self along with my student. Johnson, the gentleman in the, in the clip that you saw is when I went up my top Wing Chun student. I had about 10 of them. So, you know, um, I got bored. I said, you know, I want to shoot my own thing. So I told my friend and we bought a camera and we decided to rehearse for like only a few hours. And we made that up. And wow. uh, we just shot and edited everything on our own without knowing much about the filming industry. Wow, that's even and, more mind blowing that <laughs> you told me that. That's insane. And uh, if you saw the the baton that I used in that clip was was the real one, I just spray painted, you know. Yeah. And yeah. the little Kanata that Johnson used was a real one too. And I remember he chopped my fingers and was oh. bleeding badly because we actually used the real weapon. So yeah. I, had to, I had to wrap it up, and toward the end, it kind of hurt me a little bit, but blood just kept dropping out. So Ooh. most blow that I hit him or hit me was real contact to the body and I, we loved it so. wow so so this was one of your earliest fights yeah that's one was one of my earliest fight uh i just wanted to shoot a previous to show yeah. you know to uh the world or to all the producer out there that what i could do and i i think with the technology nowadays you know if you have too uh, a lot of passion for what you do you study uh, and you know uh, how to do it you can actually make your own thing that's good Copy that, copy that. Uh, Jake here does what he says. Wow, that was awesome. Yes, it was, Jake. Yeah, Jake enjoyed it. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, yeah. But man, yeah, I had to, I had to show that clip. I had to because that was one of the ones I was just like, "Who is this? <laughs> like, who is who is Peter Samurai guy? Is gonna have to make some calls, send some emails. I got to reach out to this guy." Um, but yeah, speaking of some other projects, you did some action. Uh, choreography and stuff like this. Let's talk about some of the other projects that you have done. Oh, that was uh, the second movie that I did in uh, Vietnam. Uh, it's, it's, it's called The Battle of uh, Students. And uh, it's like a, a Vietnamese version of the Karate Kid, if you will. And I stayed there for six months. I trained the actors and, you know, I coached them and put together yeah. a art sequence. And uh, we, we shot the movie there. And nice. That right before COVID, and when when COVID hit, you know, Vietnam and all the part of the, the world, you know, it, it yeah hurt. It hurt the production and hurt everything. So it was right. a tough time. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure it, it hurt the production of Foggy Mountain too. Correct? Like absolutely. The... I shot the Foggy Mountain in 2019, late 2019, and then I shot the. Uh, the movie that you just show on the screen right after that. And uh, after that, uh, COVID hit. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was rough. It was a rough time. Oh, you rough. Know? Remember, yeah. But all we can do as human beings is just keep on moving forward. That's keep all we fighting. can do. Keep fighting. Staying strong. Staying positive. Don't let get into your mind. And uh, you are your own worst enemy. Yeah. Story, I mean, I when I shot the Falcon Mountain in late 2019, 
not knowing that I entered the movie industry where the whole world is going down like this, hit rock bottom. And I, I didn't know that we put our own investment along with other people, you know, money in Vietnam to create that movie, thinking that was going to be a huge success. And uh, when it hit the theater in Vietnam, one week later, the whole country shut down. Man. So people were scared to go see my movie because of COVID. Right. At that time, I, I hit depression while I was thinking, oh, my goodness, why? What happened? And I remember when uh, we had the movie premiere in, in, in Vietnam, I had over a thousand uh, guests came out to support. But the theater was packed. The red carpet was full of people. All the local Vietnamese celebrity came out to support me. Yeah. A lot of the top celebrity even called me on my personal cell phone to welcome me to Vietnam movie industry, but also to warn me, you got to be careful because COVID is on the is on the rise. I don't know why you are so crazy to release your movie uh, while everybody else, all the producers and everybody else kind of withdraw the movie out of the theaters. And I think yeah. I was hungry. I was crazy. I was, I didn't scare. I said, you know what? I don't really care. But that was not only my decision, but the decision as a group of me and two other producers in Vietnam. Gotcha. So we took a chance. And, and sure enough, one week after that, the country shut down and no movie was shown in the theater until like October of that year, which is crazy. Wow. 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 And, uh, and it took us this long to uh, bring the movie to, the, to uh, North America. And thanks yes. to USA and Haya, you know, yes. picked it up and it's available. On and you're in, you're in good hands, my friend. That's right, because uh, Wogo USA is phenomenal, phenomenal company, and Hi the Haya channel. Hey, hey, let me, let, I got, I got to, let me get up here. Hold on a second. Bam! Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Haya channel uh, is still, in my opinion, the best. There is no other competition. This is the best streaming service, martial arts, action, cinema, kung fu. Everything, everything. Speaking, yeah, it's the best. Yeah. I think Haya has the ultimate, ultimate martial arts collection that you can go all the way back to Shaw Brothers and Gordon yep. Liu and some of the old, old kung fu movie. Yeah. Now, I think I talked to Brandon Lance, the gentleman who's in charge of of a lot of that uh, uh, action. I mean, martial arts yeah. movie. Uh, I think they they start bringing in all the old kung fu classic movies. For fan like you and me and a lot of the guys, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's good because yeah. No. I mean, there's a there's an Angela Mao movies on there, Hapkido. There's like a lot of classic stuff from the '80s, you know, UNB Al films and Cynthia Rothrock, Michelle Yeoh. There's so much on Hayao, mm -hmm. but there, there's modern day stuff there too, and there's different genres. There's there's horror, there's fantasy, Wuxia. Hayao is king right now, so okay. I'm so happy for you, brother. That oh. you're you're Phil, you're like I said, you're in good hands. Wogo USA and Haya is perfect for uh Foggy Mountain. And speaking of Foggy Mountain, we have a question here from chat from Anthony here. When is Foggy Mountain coming to Blu-ray, Peter? Uh Wogo USA is working on that, uh, as we speak. They're gonna have it on Blu-ray, and uh, I just spoke to Brandon. It's gonna be on uh iTunes, uh, you know. Uh, nice. Late this year, and I'm sure it's going to be on Roku or some other platform. So, 
that was my first feature, guys. So watch it to support me, so I can make more movies, more action. Oh yeah, traditional movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And speaking of Brennan, shout out to Brennan. Uh, speaking of Brennan, let's talk about this before we show the clip. Ah. So that was, I think that was uh, right before I shot the Foggy Mountain. Or maybe during that, yeah, it's right before I shot the Foggy Mountain. So Brandon reached out to me. He goes, hey, Peter, you know, I, I watch a lot of your stuff on your YouTube channel, just like you. He watched a lot of that. And yeah. we want to do something with you. And uh, we're not sure what we can do together. But uh, do you have anything particular in mind? I said, well, Brandon, what I can do right now, either I can help to promote Yip Man. Because I know at that time, they, they, they brought Yip Man and Ong Bak or, and some other martial arts movie from Asia to their platform and I said, I would show up to support you. And not, not only we did that, but also uh, he said, you know what? Why don't we just create a short movie together to see what you can do? Nice, and, uh, wow. He, yeah, he and his company just uh, gave us some money. And That's said, awesome. Go do it. And I, 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 I was shocked. I said, man, I'm not fully prepared, but I can do this. So within one weekend, I think we're from a Saturday and a Sunday, two nights. Yeah. We used all that money. We rent equipments, camera, and brought in a bunch of stun guys. And we shot that short action. It's called Mayhem 24 7. Uh, just to prove to him that I can design actions and do something on the spot for him. I remember Brandon is so cool, him and his wife. Oh, yeah, he's great. Brought him out to watch what we did and supported us. Yeah. And after we edit everything, I gave him the coffee and. Uh, he loves it. So nice. hopefully we're going to make more content for Haya and for our fans out there. Yes, yes. The more the merrier, I say. But I have not seen this yet. So let's take a look at it together, guys. Let's have some fun. Let me do some little screen share option here. Hold on one second. And then we can watch it together, react to it. And by all means, uh, Peter, give you some commentary. And uh, yeah, let's have some fun and let's check out mayhem there we go bam there we go all right let's do it there we go the almighty well go usa <laughs> and i'm not being not being paid to say it like that i'm just a fan oh peter can you hear me yes i can okay Okay, I watch everything over here. Just fine. Ooh, palm strike. Oh, that's that's a wrap combination. That's it. Yeah, that's some wooden chunk. Fats out to the throat. Ooh. You know, so the cinematography is legit for this. I mean, this looks great. Let's go. Oh, I love the camera angles. Love it. Love it. Ooh. Oh. Oh. That's a, that's a wrap. Oof.
Now, these gentlemen you've worked with before, uh, Peter. Yeah. Nice. Some of them are my students, too. Oh, perfect. Perfect. From the Kung Fu School. <laughs> he has no idea. All right. Oh. Jumping knee, love it. Uh oh. So, what location is this, uh, Peter? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's my student too. Oh man, she's uh, she's been doing some ten years. Yeah. This guy, he's a third degree black belt taekwondo kickboxer. The guy behind you? Yeah, yeah, he's a buddy of mine. Got your arm kicked I love how majority of the fight is still in this one little location right here. That's <laughs> great. Small room is compact. Yeah. sure it was really oh oh i'm sure it was difficult to oh slice and dice that's it it's pretty tricky to do it in a small location right it was hard yeah the move around with all the camera angle and everything that's right oh I'm loving how your character is using everything. Guns, fist, feet, elbows, knives, everything. So is Brennan directing right now? Uh, yes, that was his idea. And, uh, he gave nice. Me, yeah, he gave me his idea for the script. This is a pretty badass location, this garage here. It was Ryan Garland, Texas. Oh, wow. Oh, nice kick. <laughs> Man. I 
loving the metal. That's right. The rock music. Ooh. Ooh. Great lighting, too. Oh, shit. He's taking the shirt off. He, he, he means business. <laughs> you know, he's just a big guy, and uh, he has no muscle training. So we just have to be creative with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could take punishment. Yeah. Yeah. He was on drugs. All right, he's got a he's got a, an axe now. It's time to run, okay? <laughs> That's it. Oh no! Oh what? Oh, now it's over. I loved your face expression, where you were like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> he's still going." Phenomenal. Peter, well done. You're proving yourself. Got one question for you. Are you with us or against us? I am here, ain't I? Welcome to Mayhem. So you want Mayhem? I'll bring Mayhem 24-7. Yeah. See, see this character right here. It was a test. Um, it was a test. <laughs> <laughs> that was a test. <laughs> hey, hey, ho. And that scratched the action itch, baby. That's right. That's right. But that that last character, that last character that showed up. And there was no rehearsal time. I oh wow! Up and I told her, "I need you. I need you. I need you. Come on over." Yeah, yeah. And, uh, paid him for the day, and I need you to come on in, and uh, yeah. I need the fight scene. So this is what I need you to do. Yeah. And then we shot it. Perfect. It was great. Lighting was great. Cinematography was great. The fire choreography was great. The camera work was great. You got the metal music. I love that kind of stuff. And uh, but yeah, the the, the last the, the kingpin type character that showed up at the end. Next time you're doing a short or something like that, and you're out in L.A., let me know, man. I'll play I'll play that part. <laughs> oh, well, let's do it. I'm gonna do a short coming up really soon. Why don't you come on out and play a cameo for me? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. I'm, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Right. I'm down. Yeah, I would love to do a cameo. Maybe you could break my neck or give me a sidekick or something. <laughs> That'd be great. But yeah, I would love to. I would love to. Uh, really quick here, uh, Multigun Man says this looks very good. He really enjoyed thank it. You, thank, uh, you. thank you, Multigun. Um, uh, Anthony wants to know: Is is Mayhem gonna have a Blu-ray? Uh, or that's just a high yaw exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah, high yaw. It's on high yaw right now. But right. Uh, yeah. And um, Anthony also says he loved the Wing Chun that was used in the. In thank Mayhem. you. I enjoyed that. Yeah. See, man, they're liking it. They're loving it. Uh, but yeah, guys, I'm telling you, I put it all the links in the description box below this video, the Hiya channel, all that stuff. Make sure you click on it, and you can have a, it'll link you right to where you can try Hiya for free. You have a free trial, you know, try it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah, so but you're gonna watch Mayhem on there five billion times, and of course, Foggy Mountain, which we're gonna get to uh, in a, in a couple of seconds here. But let's uh, let's talk about some other projects you've done. The Crawler, what was this project? Yeah, it was uh, uh, an action horror that we did during COVID. Ooh. After the second wave of COVID hit Vietnam. Right. Uh, and they slowly reopened the city. And I think at that time, uh, the movie theater ran out of 
content. So they came to me and another local uh, indie movie director in Vietnam, and they said, "Hey, you know, uh, for the last three to uh, four months, we didn't really have much going on in the in the movie industry here in Vietnam, and I know everyone was losing money at that time." Yeah. So they uh, they said, "Hey, you have anything for us to show in the theater?" And uh, we didn't have anything on other movie uh, film producer in Vietnam didn't have anything going on during that time. So I know they made a deal. They gave us some money, and we only had a short amount of time to shoot that movie. And I shot that movie only 23 days. Wow! And then I cannot believe it. We shot that three days in Vietnam, and then we after three months of editing and everything, and then we released that movie in theaters. But you know what? Something was so weird about that time, and I don't know what to tell you. But again, while my after the premiere. The movie was shown in theaters. Five days later, COVID shows up again. Wow. And at that time, I ran into a brick wall. I was saying to myself, I cannot quit. After two movies in a row, back to back, and yeah. COVID kept hitting. And, uh, you know, right. it just got pretty, pretty bad. And after that, the whole, at least the entire South region of Vietnam, shut down completely. No airplane, no flies, no nothing. And yeah. I'm I'm a U.S. citizen at that time. Yeah, I got stuck there for three months. Man. At that time, no flight was available. I remember I made a call to the U.S. Embassy and I said, hey, I'm a U.S. citizen. I need to go back to America. And they go, well, you know, right now there's nothing that we can do. You you have to wait until, you know, we have some, you know, flights available in the future. But right now the whole country shut down, nothing going on. Man. And I remember I volunteered to work for the hospital in Vietnam at that time to help out with uh, COVID patients and everything. I still have a ton of footage on my personal Facebook. And oh, wow. I didn't want to stay home. You know, if, yeah. I, die, if I die, I die. So I didn't have any co uh, uh, shot. You know, there was no vaccine available. Right. I didn't really care for that. So uh, I signed up. I volunteered to be in the front line to work with the medical team. Wow. About the Vietnamese that uh, got uh, affected with COVID. And yeah. uh, the first couple of days was crazy. I couldn't sleep. I saw so many, ah, so, so many people die. Oh. And I remember I called my mom. She go, she go, you're crazy. You need to get back to the country. You need to go back to America. I said, that's okay, mom. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a warrior. I can do this. That's right. I, I, want, I want to live my life more meaningful. I have done so much the last couple of years in, uh, if if I lose, who care? You know, it's okay. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really care. I just wanna, I just wanna make my personal life more meaningful for me. So I volunteered to work in that. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. You volunteered, man, and we're on the front lines to help the people, man. That's 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 an awesome story. You know, you're you're helping the people, but at the same time, you're helping yourself. Like you said, like you just didn't want to stay home. You wanted to be a warrior, be on the front lines. And help others. That's very commendable, man. Uh, and, uh, uh, I came back to the country uh, after the after the the whole the worst wave of COVID hit Vietnam, and then yeah, country slowly reopened and everything. And uh, I flew back to the uh, United States um, late October of two thousand twenty-one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. But go back to that movie that you just talked about. It's called The Crawler. I do have. Uh, a fight scene on my YouTube channel 
that uh, you know we can show the the audience if you want. Yeah, well, Jake says respect for what oh. you, the story you just told. That's right, respect for sure, for sure. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, let's keep it going though. But you had me at action horror. <laughs> you had me at action horror because that's the majority of this channel represents martial arts, action, and horror. So. I I'll, I'll definitely check out the fight scene from the crawler uh, in the future for sure. I'll definitely check it out. Um, but uh, Broken Oaf, uh, before Foggy Mountain, this was like a, it's like a thirty minute short film, right? Right, right. Was this like your most challenging project up to this point? Now that one was really interesting. Um, when the country uh, shut down from COVID, me and my stunt team. We snuck out and we went into a warehouse because at that time they didn't allow people to drive and to hang out, show yes. and things and everything, right? So me and my stun group got snuck inside a, a warehouse and paid the owner some money and said, you know, we don't want to sit around doing nothing for a couple months, you know? Yeah. So we decided to shoot that <laughs> as a, uh, what I call it, a, a pilot. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The the action sequence that I showed in the intro of this video where you jumped off the building. Right. Was that how scary was that? Uh it was about three story building and uh you know I did that about maybe at least at least seven times. At least seven times. And uh I have no wire attached to me whatsoever. I just you know jump straight. Of course there's yeah you know, protections on the ground, concrete and stuff like that, but right. I just I asked the stuntman to, to do a, a test jump, and then I did it. Right. But what I wanted, because I action directed the whole thing, I told the camera guy, hey, instead of you, you know, uh, sit, uh, set the camera still and do a, a still shot, I want you to jump with me. And he looked at me like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so what we did, we had the stuntman hold the camera and hook him up with the wire from the back of his back. Okay. Went over the roof to a tree and then six more guy, because he's a pretty big guy. And, yeah. And hold him in the air. And he run out, he ran after me and then jumped along with me to the ground to capture that shot. Wow. After seven times, he actually broke his leg. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, we sent him to the hospital. Yikes. Yikes. Well, it, it was wild. But... Comes with a job. <laughs> Oh, he's doing okay though now, right? He was fine. He was fine. Okay, yeah. okay. Was that the biggest stunt you've done up to this point? Jumping off no, the no, building? No, not really. That's just normal day-to-day -day activities. <laughs> it's um, for fun. You were bored. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> 2022, which is last year, we did a really big movie right here in, in Houston Yeah. Uh, for the Vietnamese community. And it's a full feature. It's in post-production in Vietnam right now. And it is going to be released in Vietnam, and hopefully it would well go. Uh, they will pick it up later this year or early part of next year. And that movie was pretty wild. I action directed that one. There was some car chasing scene that we did right here in downtown Houston in Sugar Land. And uh, we uh, we did a lot of uh, crazy stuff, you know. What, what's the name of it? Domino. Domino? Yeah, Domino. Okay. Domino. Copy that. Copy that. It was, it, it was about a bunch of uh, second generation of uh, gang member that immigrated to the U.S. from Vietnam uh, after the war, and uh, okay, and they they formed their own society and they clashed with other group of gang member. 
and yeah. it was destroy and only a few guys survive so it's pretty interesting oh, I'm, in, I'm i'm intrigued you, I, i'll be on the lookout for that for sure uh, that movie, going... yeah that movie the way i desire the action is totally different than what you have seen up until today on my channel okay it's it's more like korean style if you will like it's more like brutals like yeah we use a lot of fancy movement of the camera we we shoot it with non-movement we try to keep the camera you know still so that you can see the real stabbing to the guts and you see oh. blood stumble to the face and things like that so yeah. i can't wait to show it to everybody oh i'm, I'm excited you got to keep me in the loop you got to keep me in the loop for that so i can okay. help spread the word for that for sure but i was going through uh your uh other projects here that's listed on imdb and they have um they have you down here for previs choreography for everything everywhere all at once is that correct? Uh, oh no, no, that's 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 not correct. That must be another Peter Fame that that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, no, I don't know. Yeah. Or have somebody check your IMDb, man, because yeah. just in case, yeah. You know yeah. what? You're not you're not the first actor I've had here on the channel as a guest to where their actual official IMDb. They're like, "How the hell did that get there?" Like, <laughs> I'll ask them about it. A, a, a movie project. They're like, "I wasn't in that." I was like, look, it's right here. So don't worry about it, man. You're not the only one, but that happens sometimes. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm looking at other stuff. The, the Devil You Don't, This Is War, Red Cargo. Are these projects still coming? Yeah, well, Red, Red Cargo is in uh, South Africa. Uh, a friend of mine, again, COVID hit him, so everything is being pushed back. Yeah. Uh, waiting for uh, him to confirm with me. It, it is about, you know... Um, poacher, you know, rhino horn that, you know, they cut off the rhino horn and they ship it back to the Asia for exotics, medication, whatever you want to call it. Asian people, Asian people are crazy. Okay. Asian people are weird. So, so he approached to me with that script It's called red car. We'll talk about a, a group of, you know, uh, international criminal who go to Africa to pay the local villagers to go after the rhino, the, cut off the horn and ship it back to Asia for exotic medicine. So he really wants to do that movie. And, uh, wow. And, and it's a great idea. So it's being pushed back right now because of two years of COVID. So right, right. Yeah, you know, I really want to do that project. Hopefully my buddy uh, Senzo in South Africa, shout out to him. And the devil is one of the local guy here in Texas yeah. wrote a script that wants to do it. So it's still in pre-production. And this is war was a Vietnamese Vietnam War movie that was shot and edited in Fort Worth, Texas. Already been done. I'm just waiting for the director to uh, release that to the uh, to the community. Yeah. Okay, so we're just on the waiting list for yes. right now. Well, I'm sure it'll come out for sure. But yeah, man, let's uh, let's get into uh, Foggy Mountain here. I yeah. saw the clip here when the uh, the premiere looked. I saw photos of the premiere looked really awesome, man. But I actually saw this, and when I see stuff like this, it makes me smile. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that it, was... Did you do more photography for display, or was it just that right there? I just made it up. Uh, we, uh, you know, the uh, we call it the um, what you call it the uh, the sneak the sneak you know uh, show. Yeah. 
that was the night before the premiere. Like so sneak, we, sneak peek. Uh, yeah, yeah. The distributor uh, set up the stage and invited all the local uh, news reporter, journalists, film yeah. critics in Vietnam, and there was hundreds of people came out that night. That's awesome. Uh, to promote, to help promoting my movie. Yeah, yeah. And th that just shows they have confidence in you, man. That means they they like your they like what you're doing. You know what I mean? I mean, it's that's awesome, man. That's a, that's a great thing. But I, I I wish more you know action movies and martial arts movies that come out have these kind of premieres where you'd have the that this have the the, the stunt man and the lead actor do something. You know, the last time I saw something like that was uh, maybe Headshot with Sonny Pang versus Iko Uwais did did something on stage for the audience. You know, yeah, let's talk about that. Maybe you know, um, I I don't understand in. In the why in the U.S. you know, action movie they don't try to be a little bit more uh, creative when when it comes to the premiere night. You know, in yeah. Asia, for like for example, like Donnie in or Tony Jaw or Ico or whoever yeah. Tony Jaw too. On the night of the movie premiere, they actually set up the stage and the actor went up there and performed. And so, so cool! They put together five scenes live in front of thousands of audiences, and this was this wow. Yeah. We, why don't we do that here in the U.S.? You know, like John Wick, Keanu is more than capable of doing that. You know, ah, you yeah. think they, you think they would, <laughs> you think they would do it, but I don't know. Maybe they have a little private screening and the stunt people do something. I don't know, uh, but uh, it, more of that, yeah, uh, more of that. It's just so much fun to watch. You know, the last thing I can remember here in America was <laughs> during the premiere of Universal Soldier. Yeah, right. uh, Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren were faking a fight outside, like they were getting in each other's face, and they pushed each other, and people were breaking it up like before the movie started, you know, just to kind of have some fun controversy. So stuff like that's fun. I think more. I think more. I agree with you though, Peter. Like more actors and the martial artists and stuntmen should should definitely do some kind of display show for the for the audience for a premiere. I think it's just it's it, it hypes everybody up. It gets people excited before they even watch the movie. Right, right. Because you know, uh, to my opinion, my opinion, you know, when you're on set, if you messed up on the choreography, then you can reset and do it again. You know, yeah. you you keep doing it, and a camera guy just keep filming it until you until you you get the shot you want. So, you know, you can hide your mistakes, but when you're on stage, you cannot hide your mistake. Right, right. If mm -hmm. you accidentally don't know how to stack a punch and a kick, you're gonna hurt your opponent or your partner or whatever. So to me, you have to have a very high fighting skill level to know how to move and punch and stack a punch properly. So, you know, it's going to yeah. wow the audience. Yeah. So maybe that's why they don't have the confidence to do it. Yeah. They, they're scared their lead actors are going to get hurt. You know, <laughs> actually, actually, the last thing, I guess the a good example would be, you know, when Shang-Chi came out and when everything everywhere all at once came out, the Marshall Club guys went out there and they would do demonstrations for people in the theater. That's the last thing I could think of besides Foggy Mountain right here. So oh man, the Marshall Club, I'm a big fan of Brian and Andy. Oh my yep. yeah. They are amazing. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I had a, I got a chance to meet them and interview them for um uh last year's Comic Con at uh San Diego Superhero for the Kung Fu Extravaganza panel. They were guests. So I got a chance to ask them some questions. I got a chance to meet them for a little bit. But yeah, those guys are great. Hey, I would love to see you work with those guys and do some fight scenes. You should reach out to them. 
Yeah. I'm sure they'd be down. I'm sure they would be down to do something with you, man. I, I follow them uh, on that channel, yeah. and for years, man, they keep getting better and better. And I'm so glad that, uh, you know, they finally, you know, uh, able to work with uh, big production like Sanchez and uh, most lately was, I think, uh, American born Chinese. And uh, oh, Brian, that's right. Yes, yeah. they were a part of that. Brian yeah. and Andy, phenomenal. Yeah. Me too. I feel that I feel Daniel's underrated in the out of the three. <laughs> oh, Daniel. Dan, yeah, I feel that Daniel's so good, but uh, yeah. you know, it seems like the other two get the more attention. But all three of those guys are phenomenal. They have the own kung fu school too, just like me. But uh, it's, it's, oh, oh yeah, really? Yeah. Where people could train and do tricking and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow, nice, nice. That's uh, not their skill. Copy that. All the way from the UK, we have Kevin here saying hello, Fat Samurai guy, and the Movie Dojo Army. Also, amazing guest, Peter Pham. There you go. He's saying hello. Thank you. All the way from the, the UK is watching right the now. UK. Yeah. But yeah, let's have some fun and uh, talk a little bit about Foggy Mountain. But first, we got we to gotta set the scene. Let's do it. Anh phải đấu thêm một trận nữa. Anh hứa. Bây giờ làm cho tao tốn một mớ, nhưng tao lại không muốn gì tại không. Có một nơi ở Việt Nam được gọi là đỉnh Mù Sương. Đó là địa bàn chính của Ba Râu. Ba Râu đang ở đâu? Nó đang dò hỏi về đại ca Thần quý Nên tự đào mộ cho mình Tôi có thể đào hàng trăm cái mộ Elbow, throw that elbow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the movie, Peter. Thank you. Thank I had a lot of fun with it, man. I really enjoyed it. I mean, right off the beginning, uh, you just kick it off. Re the first fight really set the tone uh, for how the rest of the fights and the fight choreography is going to be. Plus, the tone of the movie as well. And uh, yeah, man, your character is just like you know what? I don't do this anymore. I'm gonna hang it up for my girl. And it goes wrong, of course, but I'm not. I don't want to spoil too much because uh, I want people to watch the movie on Hayya. Uh, but yeah, man, love the cinematography, man. I love the directing, and you know things get dark. Everyone, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil it, but it gets dark, and then it's time for revenge. And we love reve revenge tales, whether it's an old, whether it's samurai films, 
westerns, martial arts, revenge tales, those storylines, they never get old to me. They never get old. Why? Because we can understand. You know, we we understand why the person wants the revenge. Once the story is told in such a good way, then we're on board. You know, we're on the we're on the hero's side. You know, uh, but yeah, those revenge revenge stories will never get old. But I enjoyed the lead villain. <laughs> I enjoyed the, the this guy was having way too much fun uh, being eval. Uh, in the movie, and you know what? You know what part of the film that cracked me up? This is a minor. This is not really a spoiler, but it's like when they get when the when, when his minions get the drop on you at the end of the movie, and they bring you into that room, <laughs> and they all they do is bring out a laptop, open up the laptop, and then our main villains is there chilling with his shirt, just like <laughs> watching you from the laptop. And the first thing he says is because he's looking at you is, "Man, you look pathetic." <laughs> it's like the- and i was rolling man i was cracking up i was like okay this villain you know this this villain he's having fun this actor's having fun in this role so you know we uh we had a tough time uh shooting this first feature in vietnam because the vietnamese government you know still pretty strict with everything that they want to you know to allow uh filmmakers in vietnam to uh, produce and shoot their way of making a movie and especially me uh, being a U.S. citizen, I'm considering a foreigner. So I had to submit the script to the uh, to uh, the sanction the censorship department for review before they sign off on it and allow us a public to film. So we had to modify and uh, you know rework and change a lot of things based on their requirements. So it was pretty tough, and I don't want to get too much into that, but uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of things that I just had to comply. Uh, right. my first movie done you know unlike in the u.s yeah. the government don't really care you know you just shoot a movie yeah yeah or however you like and uh, when it's finished they're just gonna label it you know pg-13 rated r russell or whatever you know yeah but, uh, not, not over there same thing with china i'm sure so that, i had a tough time uh, but i learned a lot out of that the gentleman that you saw you know the first opening scene he's actually a, a boxing champion he's like the uh, He's like the Mike Tyson of Vietnam. Oh, really? He's a six foot one. Uh, Big dude. Yeah. 185 pounds. He's the champ. He's a champ. He's currently a WBA uh, Asia uh, title holder. So uh, was it difficult for him to transition from real fighting to movie fighting choreography? Yes. I'll tell you, uh, when I first got to Vietnam, uh, people over there, especially the director that I worked with, didn't have uh, much connection how to bring in an opponent that match with the way I wanted at that time. So I personally reached out to him and that was his first movie ever, his first fight scene. So I trained him myself for a couple of days and we shot that scene and uh, I got hit. I got caught with the left hook. Uh, yeah, I remember he, he actually hit me for real. So I actually had to block everything with full speed and power to protect myself because he just didn't know how to stack a punch or to protect me or him on right. set. So after several shot, and I remember the floor was pretty slippery. So he actually, because of the floor was slippery, he caught me with the right hand or left hand. Bam! I saw a stop. Oh, I got right back up and, and I looked at him. I go, oh, I shook my head and I pushed my jaw back. And the stunned team, everybody like dropped everything, ran out 
to the to the uh, uh, set to the floor, pick me up. Are you okay? I said, I'm fine. And I pushed my jaw back and I took like a minutes break and I said, come on, let's go again. And I, at that moment, I turned on the fighting mode, we kept on going. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And uh, so, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, well, hey, you know, I'm sure he learned after fighting with you once it was done, you right. know. But yeah, that definitely a great opening fight to set the, set the tone. You got our evil villain. And I always talk about this all the time here on the channel, how important it is to have a, a, a very f a memorable villain. You could, the villain could be fun, but memorable. You know what I mean? That's really important for an action movie. Because I'm sure, Peter, me and you have seen thousands of martial arts or action movies. And a lot of a lot of times you don't even remember who the villain was, you know, like until the, you come across a few of them. We're like, wow, that actor was great. He nailed it. And it elevates the whole project. It elevates the whole movie. Right. You know? right. So it's very important. You know, people don't think about that. They're like, oh, he's just a bad guy. But yeah, a great bad guy can really elevate uh, any project. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, cinematography is beautiful, man. There's some really gorgeous shots uh, in the film, man. I mean, this is like a legit looking movie. Yeah, we we moved the entire crew to uh, the most re the most remote part of the country, and we were hunting and looking for top mounds with uh, clouds and fogs, and I mean, yeah. this this just was beautiful. And uh, I remember when we finished the movie, I didn't even want to go back to the city because I felt connected to the jungles. I felt connected to the uh, the beautiful weather and, uh, you know, uh, the fresh air, you know, because we have to camp. We have to camp out there in the yeah. jungles overnight, many nights in a row to get the shot we want. So, uh, yeah, it was a lovely time. Nice, nice. Uh, but was it lovely working with Simon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This guy, this guy's great. That guy, oh man, uh, I knew him uh, from Ip Man Three in the elevator fight scene. Right, was it was two or three. It's two. three. Yeah, he was great. Three, yeah. he, was, he was great in that. Yeah, that scene was crazy, man. Almost steals the movie. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, he's I, uh, so good. I looked at the script and then I, I, I actually, the script was my idea. I, I co-wrote the script with my friend. Nice. So I brought it to Vietnam and I talked to them. I said, hey, I described to him what I want in my mind about this villain. You know, and we searched the entire country of Vietnam. We couldn't find someone that 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 matched with the description that I wanted. Yeah. So I thought about Simon. I said, what about him? And the producer said, heck yeah, he's the guy. Uh, can you bring him in? So I reached out to him and he said yes. And I got on the phone with him and we started talking and then I flew into Vietnam and uh, that was the end of it. And yeah. uh, he loved it. And I just brought him back over there again last three months for another project. Oh, oh that's great. Yeah. Yes. yes. Working with him was fun. His Muay Thai skill was tough, right? It's, a, it's insane. Chinese, crazy. I mean, he, you know, going back to what I was mentioning earlier about villains having it, you know, great actors having it, you can't take your eyes off of them. And Simon's definitely one of them, you know, in terms of being just really extremely intimidating. Like, you don't want to fuck with this dude. <laughs> yeah. No, Simon, Simon's great. But when he, 
changed his face to like me. And I was like, damn, I don't want to mess with him. His yeah. elbow, I don't want to eat that elbow. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they a lot of people say that sometimes. They say that the most evil villainous of Kung Fu martial arts stars, the actors are actually very sweet. <laughs> They're very nice in real life, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm so happy to hear that you're going to be doing uh, more projects with Simon because he's he's badass. And here's a little hi-ya clip of uh, Simon in action here. Dude, I'm pumped up. I want to watch the movie again. <laughs> you guys have got to see this movie. Go to Haya and watch it right now. But that fight sequence right there, how long did it take you and him to, to work it out with the with the stuff? I, uh, I designed an excellent sequence right to uh, right at the office of the producer. Mm. Vietnam is a, a small country. Unlike the U.S., you have a lot of space, and we didn't have a lot of big warehouses over there. So I remember the producer and the director uh, rented uh, this little office. It's about twice the size of where I'm sitting right now. And so Simon usually come and hang out with me and everybody there. And then, you know, while we were talking and I talked to him, hey, Simon, I have this fight scene for the stuntman with you in this scene. How do you see yourself fighting? And we were talking about it. And I think uh, Simon just said, you know what, Peter, it's up to you. you the action guy and you come up with, with the design you want. And so I call four stunned men to come over and we just put together the fight sequence at the office. And being a wooden chung guy and a Jeet Kune Do, I like to fight with the with the small space. And I understand Simon is a Muay Thai guy, so he needs to use a lot of space, you know. So uh, we put together the fight sequence on the spot for maybe three or four times then we rehearsed and then we went to the set and we shot it uh, and it took us only one day to do it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't think people notice uh, when they watch that fight for the first time, but I am, I noticed immediately um, uh, Simon was using the back part of the ax to, to fuck people up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of people didn't get that at first, but he's using the, the other side, not the sharp side, but still messing them up. You know what I mean? Because he's that badass. Going back to the uh, to the uh, to the movie industry in, in in Vietnam, a lot of the time, you know, they don't want uh, you to show a lot of brutality. Oh, oh, really? Okay. In, in, in the public movie theaters for children and kids, you know, to watch. Mm. Like the U.S., if if I had a way to do it my way, I would have allowed Simon. <laughs> to chop their ear, <laughs> go for the arm, you know what I mean? Right, but, right. But the message 
in the movie is humane, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he doesn't want to kill the, the guys that are less power than him. So he flipped the axe the other way, just smashing them in the head. That's all that's all so he needed to do. And I, I thought it was pretty good, you know. Yeah, it still worked. It still worked for sure. Yeah. NSG here saying, hello, Fat Samurai Guy. Really glad to catch you live after such a long time. Hello, Mr. Peter. NSG, yeah. hello, brother. Yeah, yeah. Got some badasses showing up here. Uh, but yeah, I love that fight. It was great. But but I'm, I'm spoiled here. Hold on one second. Yeah, so Simon definitely killed it. And the character was just, I knew he was unbelievably badass because when somebody does a running jump kick on the guy and he doesn't even move <laughs> that's that that's that's a bad day you do a running sprint jump kick and the guy's just like nothing yeah that's yeah. it's time to run from well you hit the, the brick wall and and the brick wall just stare at you unmoving. <laughs> uh but the first uh this 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 screenshot's a little dark but this uh the fight inside the the, the house yeah, this fight, I love the end finale fight too. Uh, you and si I love all of the fights in this movie, but you and Simon's duels are my favorite. But this one might be my favorite. I don't I, my my favorite favorite. I'm not sure. I got to go back and forth. That's how you know when you it's hard to pick which is your favorite fight. That means your movie the movie did a great job. But this fight here, I absolutely love it. And people out there that are watching it want to get into the fight choreography business. How to film a fight choreography or an action sequence. I want you guys to watch this fight on when you watch the movie on Haya. This fight here, I was blown away with all of the amazing I mean the, the the editing was perfect. The the movement between you and Simon was great. I love how the fight ended up going outside of the house and, and underneath, but the camera work, man. The ca there were so many creative camera angles. There was an above shot showing you guys fight. There was a up close underneath your arms. I mean, it was, that's how you do it, man. That's how you keep fights to be exciting. You know, of course the performers, uh, you know, elevate the fight because they're both amazing. You and, and Simon are amazing, but I was impressed really with the camera work. I was not expecting, were you, did you have any insight on uh, or say in camera angles and editing? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, first of all, that fight scene, we uh, we found that house that was built with uh, the most highest quality of, of, of wood from Vietnam because there's a lot of trees and jungle there. So when yeah. the rich, wealthy people, uh, you know, pay the money to go build a house based on, they collect the, the most expensive type of wood. So the floor was shiny, it's heavy, and it's really hard. And even if you use the knife to cut it, you know, the knife will bounce back and hit you. That's that's how crazy the, the wood, the quality of the wood. Yeah. It was really slippery. But uh, to go back to answer your questions, um, the camera angles and the choreography of Fison go hand in hand. Uh, a, you have to co collaborate to bring out the highest level, the climax, the characters, the chemistry of the movement uh, without a camera angle, then if you sit, you set the camera still and you film something without the, uh, the, the creativity of the camera angle, then to me, the fight sequence looks boring. So it's very important. Uh, yes. So when, uh, when we put together the, a fight scene, I, I, I told the, the camera guy that, hey, 
we want to uh, sell the fight to the audience and, and make them feel engaged that they're actually in the fight with me. Uh, usually when you watch two guys, you either pick Simon or you pick me. I yeah. want that guy to win. I want that guy to win. That guy is my guy. And they pretend that they are that guy fighting with the opposite opponent. So now they have to feel like they have to follow. Oh, oh, oh. They move along with the camera angle. So it's hard to describe that, you know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still learning. I, I, I think this subject is a lot to talk about. I'm not the expert. I'm, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still learning. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I think the best way to do it is you have to shoot a previous. Mm. You rehearse the sequence inside the stun, uh, with the stun group at the warehouse, at the dojo. And then you use the camera to shoot a previous. And you have to test multiple angles. And you cut the previous in front of uh, you and the director in the computer. And then you study that previous to see oh, that, that angle doesn't look good. Because sometimes what you see with your eyes and what you imagine in your head is different when you shoot with a camera. Mm-hmm. And then you put in a software, you edit that, that, that sequence. It might not come out the way you want it, but if you have time to prepare that in pre-production, shoot that previous, then show it to your, your, your producer and your director and your stuntman. Yeah. The input, oh, yeah, I think we need to add a top shot. Then you write that down. And then you have that previous, like a storyboard, like a yeah. list. When you go out on set, you just base on that and you shoot it. And then when you wrap with that scene, then you have time. So you know what? I think we got what we want, but let's push it to the next level. Let's add some additional shot. And then when you bring all that to the post-production house and you work with the editor, then I believe you will have uh, the best sequence. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, like I love the in-finale fight, but this one might... It- it might inch, inch it out just for for today, and then I'll switch back to the finale if I'd be my favorite. Uh, but yeah, I love it. I was just like, dude, these this they they get it, and I love I, I you know going, you know, back to what you were saying and how you know you want the audience to be involved in the fight. I love how you had these other interesting shots later with the guy who was running at you in the forest, and um, or in the in the jungle, and it was first person view of him running at you. <laughs> And then he just runs right into your fist, and then it's the first person shot of him falling back, and you coming coming over him like that was great. Yeah, more stuff like that. You don't see a lot of that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that stuff's always fun. That's stuff's always fun. But back to the story of Foggy Mountain here. Uh, it's always interesting when uh, you understand why the hero wants revenge, but. It's interesting when you still see the hero, the character, still struggling, you know, because uh, because he's he's got one, he's got a one track mind, revenge, revenge, revenge. But when he comes across other characters and then they need help, now he's torn, and he's like, "Man, do I help these vi- uh, vi- villagers? Like, do, do I go back on the mission for revenge? What do I do?" And he's very torn, and uh, until he's until he's not torn, and then he makes a decision later. Which, which you'll see when uh, people watch the movie, but uh, I like I like when it's not so easy for the hero. You know what I mean? Or the hero's not completely invincible. Like you know, your character took damage. Your character almost lost. I'm not going to say where because I don't want to spoil anything. 
but uh it's nice to see that you know because when the character is completely invincible like 100 invincible from beginning of the movie to the end of the movie then you're just kind of like well i mean that that happened but you want to see your hero struggle because that makes you as a viewer root for him right right you're rooting for the hero you know you want to see him kind of go through some stuff mentally struggle with some choices and you know things he has to do and so yeah little things like this throughout the movie where he had to make some hard decisions you know it's always good to see that kind of stuff so was that was that written in the script uh plan absolutely you explained it all you know not just only in in this movie but you know the same with other movies whenever you watch your hero or your the character that lead the entire journey if that character is untouchable no struggle for him, no issue, internal yeah. issue, conflict, drama uh, within yeah. himself, then it's going to be boring. Yeah. Like, why Why watch? Yeah. What's yeah. the point? <laughs> Human DNA. We know every day you have to struggle with, you know, a little issue, a hiccup at the end of the table here and there. Everybody, yeah. no, nothing is perfect in this world. So is the movie. You know, right. you get stuck in traffic. You know, you burn your breakfast in the morning. Mm-hmm. You left the house with the phone, you know, with 10% battery. Oh, yeah. you know, you know, I got that everyday life struggle. And yes. sometimes to me, you know, movies that tell the story where the hero just perfect from the beginning all the way to the end. Yeah. And, yeah. and never have any issues or problem. Then I think it's going to be boring to watch. Don't yeah, you? It's, it's just boring. Even the villain himself too. Even the bad guy, the, the, the main villain in any movie, I think they should have <laughs> problem too. Yeah. Um, now that's interesting. Right? That's something you don't see a lot of. That's interesting. Well, yeah. Because yeah. you see a lot of movie where the villain just straight out a, a bad guy, killing yeah. for no reason, kidnapping right. for no reason, you know. But they have to have a motive behind. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they have loved ones, mother, yeah. father, whatever. They have pets. They have issue. Why? What's the motive behind that? Right. Open right. that place so that they have they have choices, right? Mm-hmm. In yeah. my opinion, you know. So no, that's that's a good point. Uh, you don't really see that a lot, um, yeah. but especially in the action genre. But uh, what going back to SPL, uh, Samuel Hung's character kind of comes to mind. Where um, that ending, that ending to that movie. Uh, everyone's seen everyone's seen Killzone slash SB, SPL by now. That ending blew my mind. <laughs> it blew my mind uh, when uh, Donnie Yen's character gets. You think he's won, and he pours some for the homies at the bar, and then right after that, you know, Samuel Hong's character throws him out of the building, and Samuel thinks he, you know, his character thinks he won, and then Donnie Yen's body falls right on the car where. Uh, Samuel Hone's character's family was. And you just have that scene of him just sitting there weeping. What a classic. Classic. I mean, I'm, I mean, a, I'm a big fan of Samuel we don't. Oh, my God. We, we don't always have to have a happy ending. Happy endings are fun. Right. <laughs> but sometimes it's good to shake things up. And uh, Killzone's SPL is a classic. I even love Paradox. That's another one I really love, too. That had a very dark ending. That's Killzone 3, you know. At a very dark ending, but yeah, it's it's good to shake things up. But that just reminded me, you know, layered villain characters. We need more of that, right? Instead of just one dimensional, I'm a bad guy. Let's get a little. Let's get to get get, get to know them a little bit better. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. For sure.
Um, let me see here. Um, he goes, a villain always starts as a righteous guy until he gets too blinded with his conviction and crosses all the limits and boundaries one shouldn't cross. That's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. But back to Foggy Mountain, I love this multiple attacking uh, attacker fight sequence here. Uh, this was great, man. I think he went up against like five or six dudes at once. Right. Yeah, right. this was uh, really vamping up uh, the action uh, towards the third act of the movie. Was this pretty simple to put together or was this challenging? We actually made that up uh, on set that day. Oh, well. Yeah, that was not part of the original uh, fight sequence that I had in mind. And then, of course, we had to cut out some other fight sequence because that's the director's choice and the producer that comply with the requirement of the uh, of the government. Right, right, I right. The uh, extreme violence and things like that that we have to comply with my first movie. But that fight scene, you just show um, the, uh, a screenshot, which is pretty, uh, pretty fun because we made that up uh, on set. Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Love it. Yeah, that was great. I was like, ooh, more of that, yes. <laughs> but the finale fight, hey, the, the, we got round two. Round two between uh, you and Simon is great. And look at that. Look at that boot work you're sporting there, my friend. That's some yeah, incredible boot it work. It was an accident when we shot that uh, scene with Simon that uh, I can show oh. that with you. So the, uh, the prop master designed two uh, aluminum knives for me. I had two. If you, if you watch it, that's my way to replicate a Wunchang butterfly sword, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Wunchang butterfly sword, but I didn't want to use the Wunchang butterfly sword in the scene because it wouldn't make any sense. So we make two knives, and it was it was pretty hard. And uh, Simon's uh, axis was made out of wood, so everything mm. hard. No plastic. So uh, I remember when he kicked my hand, Okay, so my, instead of the knife supposed to fly that way, it bounced back like this, boom, right? Boom, and the knife was like boomerang, went back and poked right into his eye. Oh, wow. Now, I still have the behind the scene footage. Boom, he fell back. I'm like, oh, shit. Ooh. I dropped everything, went over there and picked him up. And I thought, I thought his, I took out his eye. And he lay down on the ground and we put eyes on him and the whole production stopped for like an hour. And then his eye turned really red, but look, he was fine. Oh, good. And after that, I got scared and I, I held back. Well, we got into it. He and I, he's just, he's very skillful. Yeah. Right? Go, pop, 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 pop. And I was, I had to protect myself because I didn't want him to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was five, uh, uh, a shot where I go, boom, boom. Yeah. This way, he kicked me, bam, right? So the knife supposed to, you have to collaborate with his angle when you threw the knife that way. But because he hit me so fast that it caused the reaction of my wrist go like this. Ooh. Like this. And come back and hit him. I don't know how. Wow. Yeah, wow. so he got hurt on that, uh, on that set with me. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, uh, you know, nothing serious happened. And I think, uh, you know, he he was okay because he's Simon. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, Simon was probably like, I just need some Visine. Just give me some Visine. Well, we, can, right. well, we can get him on uh, on your uh, show next time. I would love to. I'd love to have you either both of you back on when when your future project with him comes out, or I'll reach out to to Simon. I would love to have him here for sure. Uh, but speaking of the fight, 
I have a little, a little small, little taste uh, to show everybody watching here, just a little bit. So here you go. We got the two legends in action. That's right. That's right. That's a little taste. That's all you get. You got to see the rest on Hayao. That's right. But yeah, dude, th that elbow combination that he did on you when he, dude, what was that? Like eight hits at, at more, once? More than that. So, so we talked about that. I said, Hey, Peter, use your uh, chain punch. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. I'm going to return a favor. I'm going to use elbow. <laughs> dude, that was. And nuts. it worked. He was like, that's like, Okay, stay away from my face. I don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. You get, oh, I saw, I saw you gave him some stiff elbows back. I saw it. That was some good ones, you know. But uh, yeah, that was that was great. There's, there's a little taste for you guys watching. Uh, but yeah, man, this was this was a blast having you here on the channel. I'm looking forward to uh, anything you got coming out, future projects, shorts. You know, keep us in the loop for sure. Uh, actually, I, I was getting ready to wrap it up, but I have to, sometimes, you know, we have fun here. I have to ask fun questions. I forgot to ask you this earlier. What's some of your favorite old school Kung Fu or martial arts movies from back in the day? And then I got one more question after that. Okay. Some of your, some of your favorites. Some of my favorite, um, Gordon Liu, the 36 Shaolin Chamber. Yeah. <laughs> He graduated from the uh, from the Shaolin Temple where he had to fight all the, the wooden dummy. And then when he reached to the end of the tunnel, he has to pick up this gigantic uh, uh, gold, no, uh, copper with the yeah. two dragon on the side and with a yeah. bunch of incense leading up. And then he burned himself and then he graduated. I was like, that was insane. And all yeah. this movie. And then the early uh, uh, 90s with Jet Li, Wang Feihong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, those Once Upon a Time in China movies, uh, the first two are my favorite for sure. But, yeah, those are classics. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, honest opinion of Fist of Legend. Jet Li's Fist of Legend. Fist of Legend. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, it's a classic. That's another good classic. one. Classic. Great movie. Um, okay. So how about recent action movies or martial arts films? Anything recent that you're kind of digging? You're like, you know what? I like what they're doing there. Recent? Uh, a couple of them, of course. Uh, I think Ip Man 1 and 2 are the best, in my opinion. Yes. And uh, Ip Man 5 is coming, by the way. <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> Don't even win that movie or no? Yeah. It's him. Yeah, he's in there. I've never heard anything, anyone talked about it. All of a sudden, I saw, oh, Ip Man 5. When did they make yeah. that movie? Yeah, and there's a Flashpoint 2 coming. He's doing another Flashpoint. I know. Yeah. That just came out of nowhere. So, yeah, Ip Man. And then uh, before that was Ongbak, of course. And then yes. the Great Redemption with Eco. Yes. That blew my mind. Yeah. That's from, come out from Asia. And then most recently is John Wick 4. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. 
fun. It was yeah. fun talking to Marco Zoror about his experience during John Wick when I had him here on the channel. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's some good stuff now, you know, there's, there's, there's some, there's some great, I think, I think this is the year, Peter. And I've said this several times on the channel already. I think this is the year where things are going to start changing. I think the action and the martial arts genre is making a comeback. I think, I think this is the year because look at how successful John Wick four was. Right. And, and we have these all, you know, we have, um, uh, you know, what you want to call it? I was the other one. Um, Sisu was fun. That was another action movie that was fun. Oh, I watched that in theater. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that was fun. Um, Havoc, Havoc with Tom Hardy's coming back. You know, that's yeah. coming out. The Ray director is doing Havoc with Tom Hardy and Sonny Pang. That's coming out. You got Extraction 2 coming out. I think this is the year where things are changing. And I think the mainstream casual audience are now embracing more than ever the action and martial arts genre. Right. And I and all I gotta say it's about goddamn time. <laughs> it's about well, time. I would love to see, you know, me personally, I would love to see more traditional martial arts being of course, yes. Being uh, incorporated into Hollywood production. Sure. You yeah. Know, it seems like to me most of the stuff usually come out from Asia. But when it yes. comes to the US, you will see the modernized right action genre like John right. I, I want to see classic fight yeah incorporated in the modernized movie yeah there was a was it grandmaster of kung fu fearless kung fu king were probably the two best recent kung fu movies i've seen they not not in america they were you know released from china but the, i mean so yeah i agree with you they're still doing it over there <laughs> not so much here in america but you know i mean look at the action scenes that were in everywhere in everything everywhere all at once you know that was um, you know the Marshall Club brought some stuff there with Michelle Yeoh you amazing. know amazing. yeah so like I, I I think I think things are changing I think things are changing for the better and uh like we we love it all here you know here on the channel we love the, the modern stuff we love the old school classic stuff respect for the old school man respect you know you know uh but yeah and i, I and you you're even better you know, suited to to do the filmmaking stuff that you're doing you know because you have the respect for the old school you've learned on the old school you grew up with it yeah. and now you, you know you can adapt the modern stuff and mix it in there a little bit you it's know, a, it's a it's a great time now i think you know, my dream, my dream is I, I wish that, you know, big time producer or directors out there in Hollywood or wherever they are. Yeah. Now discover me because, you know, I would love to be part of their project to uh, to bring what I know, you know, because, you know, especially here in America, you know. Yeah. The, the, the actors don't usually have a massive amount of training, you know, uh, yeah. throughout their career. You know, um, Jason Stratham, you know, Scott Atkins, you know, those yeah. great. Guy. But uh, yeah. other than that, you know, we don't have that many uh, yeah. Yeah. actors that have intensive amount of martial arts background. Right. right. I mean, even Keanu Reeves, no, it's, it's perfect. Even Keanu Reeves, you know, we all know that he trains really hard to do what he does. But I've seen a couple of interviews where he was just like, I'm not even close to being in the league of Scott Atkins or Donnie. And he's like, don't put me with them. 
because he's like, those guys are the real masters. Oh, they are. He's like, don't compare. He, Keanu's, Keanu's always seemed like he's a really humble guy, you know. But I call, I saw a couple of interviews where he's just like, you know, I work really hard to do the best I can on screen, but don't put me with them. Those guys paved the way. You know, those guys are the real masters. He knows. Respect, right? Respect. He's amazing. He's the most yeah. humble guy. Uh, yeah, in Hollywood, and and he he spent a lot of time training in in, in practice. Yeah, his, uh, his fight choreography with the real master. To yeah, what we saw in John Wick is the real. He's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. Yuan Wuping, Tiger Chen. You know, they they helped mold Keanu to what he is today. Uh, but one of my favorite things I've seen. It just warmed my heart. It was a it was a video that came out way back. And it, I think it was around the first John Wick movie came out. And he was promoting it in Japan. I don't know if you've seen this video on YouTube, but you can look it up on YouTube. But he's pro he's promoting it in Japan. So he's there in Japan. He's on a show being interviewed. But what he doesn't know is that Sonny Chiba's in the back getting wow. ready to surprise him <laughs> because he's a big Sonny Chiba fan. Wow. So he's so Keanu Reeves is sitting there. You can find it on YouTube. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the video. I'll send it to yeah, you. Send me the video. Yeah, I'll send it to you. He's sitting there just looking around, and all of a sudden Chiba comes out from the back, and Keanu Reeves turns, and he's just like, oh, my God. He's just like, he doesn't know what to do. Wow. And Chiba sits down with him, and they talk, and yeah, man. It's another another legend right there, Chiba. Yeah, yeah. viva Chiba. But yeah, man, I, I really think this is the year uh, where things are going to start changing. You know, I hope. I hope so. I mean, I have love for all kinds of other genres. I'm a big horror movie fan and stuff like that. But I mean, in terms of the mainstream audience, the casual audience, they're, ooh, action is cool again. Ooh, oh, Keanu Reeves just whipped out some nunchucks. Oh, oh, oh martial arts is cool again. Right. It's time for the casual audience to embrace what's special about the action genre and martial arts genre. And I'm very thankful and honored that you were here to discuss martial arts and action with me. But I'm very thankful that you're going to do your part, Peter, to continue to bring us uh, future awesome content, whether, whether it's more shorts, whether it's more movies, whether it's a series. I could see you doing a, also a, a high-yash series, man, especially after watching that fight scene from Mayhem. I could see a whole show. Like I don't know if I don't know if Haya has exclusive shows just for the channel. I know they have they have other shows that they bring over from 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 China and stuff. But like we've been, we've been talking about it, you know me. And, dude, and, be and, perfect. And, yeah, we've been yeah. talking about it, and I think I'm ready to to uh, you know create some contents for 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 the channel whenever they are ready. And yeah. by the way, just most recently, just a few weeks ago, I was in Dallas and. Or a buddy of mine who hosted a, a on-camera workshop that I taught, and I'm gonna release that uh, documentary for the public to know. So basically, they they brought me up there to teach uh, a comeback workshop for brand new actors. That's something oh. I would do. Yeah. So we had about a dozen people sign up. They came in from California, Missouri, San Antonio, some other part of the country. Nice. Yeah. And it was only one day. And right. I told them, and then I also picked up the camera and I shot the documentary and I created some sequences for them. Nice. So, uh, I'll, I'll send it to you after the yeah. call. Yeah. And, uh, 
I yeah. want to release that and then invite more people to sign up and participate in my next workshop, you know, share with uh, them what I know. So. Yes, yes. I mean, like you said earlier, you're still, as a creator and filmmaker, you're still constantly learning as you go, getting better. But you have a lot of knowledge already, Peter. And I think they know that and they want you to share what you know to uh you know people who want to learn so yeah man that's awesome the more the merrier share share your knowledge my friend teaching is learning so uh sharing is also learning so i'm constantly learning and uh, you know yeah just to improve myself and uh you know hopefully i can continue to do what i love yes sir well we'll be if you keep doing what you're doing we'll we'll be here supporting you my friend that's right Thank you. Yes. Uh, really that samurai guy. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, really quick before we wrap it up for today, Peter, is there anything you'd like to say to your followers and fans? Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, special thanks to Preston, the Fat Samurai, for inviting me to your show. Special thanks to Haya and Wellgo USA, Brennan, for picking up my uh, first feature. And uh, again, thanks to the audience. Some of you have been following me. Some of the new one might get to know me now. Uh, other than that, thank you. And, uh, you know, please continue to support me. And uh, I want to uh, create more content for casual audience who love martial arts movie. That's right. That's right. And if the casuals show up, you know, the hardcore fans are <laughs> already there. We're already there, my friend. Yes, thank you, you Peter. Thank oh. you, Peter. Peter, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere yet. But all you badasses, hey, thanks for hanging out on the show today we appreciate it hey don't forget everything everything all that is peter badassity is in the description box below uh subscribe to his channel and if you enjoyed yourself today go ahead and like share subscribe to the old samurai guy that's right share this video spread the word get it out there don't forget check out hi y'all below check out the link to try it for free that's right watch foggy mountain on there have a good time explore hi y'all there's so much there and and that channel is constantly evolving and getting better. That's right. Like Peter as a filmmaker. Oh, I said it. Hey, that was nice. That was a good segue. <laughs> constantly evolving, becoming better. All right, guys. Thanks again. Don't forget to, oh, well, really quick. Sunday uh, at 11 a.m., come back to the channel. Me, Eric, the Asian movie enthusiast and uh, filmmaker, Matt Merritt from Keep Forward Productions, we're going to be ranking all of the in the line of duty films one through four and the tiger cage movies we're gonna we're gonna rank them all together so that's gonna be fun that's this wow. sunday at 11 a.m pacific time yeah so uh, oh, wow. see you guys there i know we, we decided let's just do it all together fine <laughs> those I'll are all classic i'll be watching them. well i appreciate that peter so peter don't go anywhere but i'll see you badasses on the next one take care guys take care bye-bye guys Foggy Mountain.